It's 839. Uh, I'm very pleased to have on the phone Yuseli Flores. She is, uh, well, she's with Wisconsin Democracy Campaign from what I saw, but she's also been working on the Fair Maps campaign. Maybe you could clear that up for me, Yuseli. Um, are you still working with the Fair, Max, Fair Maps uh, group or what? Yeah, so I'm actually the um, co-director for the Wisconsin Fair Maps Coalition, as well as the racial equity and economic justice advocate for the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. All right. Well, you're keeping busy. Well, here we are. Um, today is a deadline for the submission of the maps, of, of the redrawn maps. Of course, Wisconsin, since 2010, uh, the census, the maps were redrawn uh in secrecy, in private, uh, by the Republican-dominated uh, 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 legislature at the time. And uh, the maps in Wisconsin have been called the most gerrymandered in the whole country uh, for the last uh, uh, 13 years or so. Um, so this is a big change. The uh, new Wisconsin Supreme Court ordered new maps to be drawn. Today's the deadline. Can you just update us as to what's going to be happening today and uh, what's the timeline for the approval of new maps and also the implementation of new maps? Of course, of course. I mean, everything you mentioned is unfortunately so true and sad for our state. And um, first, I would just like to thank um, our governor for vetoing the most recent attack on maps. Um again, led by the GOP. But um, now what will happen after the map submission, um, the court will then see the maps, um, and they, they'll make a decision, and the maps, whatever maps are chosen, will then be implemented by March 15th, which will give anybody that is planning to run for office or is going to have to be, um, like, rerun for office, will be able to collect signatures starting April 1st, which is when um, kind of like all of that kicks off. And we will then create a better campaign at the Fair Maps Coalition to educate people on how to find their polling place, how their district changed. Like all of these things are really important that we're going to have to start, you know, talking about and talking to our community members about um, just so they don't get confused, right? Because this will most likely lead to some confusion about how people could find their um their legislative official or who their congressperson is. And so we'll definitely be here to help and um, help them kind of see the light, you know, in mm -hmm. these new maps. And these are just um, remedial maps that will serve for the next seven years. What we actually really need is true legislation that will actually give us fair maps for the rest of Wisconsin's history. So mm -hmm. that's the North Star, and that's our next goal. All right. Now, um Let's talk about these maps that we've been running under since 2011. Um, can you just kind of give us an idea of of how uh, they were perceived as so unfair? What were yeah, some of the course. problems? Well, yes. Well, some of the biggest issues is that we had a GOP-controlled legislature for the last 13 years, which didn't allow for fair play at the Capitol. Um, you said it. They were drawn behind closed doors. Um you know, they didn't play across the table. They didn't give Democrats an opportunity to look at the maps. They were just pushed straight to the floor and approved, which created um, difficulties for a lot of communities. Um, they got rid of in-state tuition for undocumented students, um, you know, driver's licenses for undocumented people. It's a health issue. It's a public service issue. Um, 
you know, education, a lot of different cuts for public education, for public services started happening. And it's just an experience that we don't want to see again in our state. So hopefully with these new maps, we'll be able to, um, you know, clear up some of these dry patches in our in our state. Right. Now, what about the non-contiguous uh, um, elements of the map? And also the whole thing about when you're, when you're doing this redistricting, you're supposed to put um, uh, populations of, of similar interest into into certain zones. And I remember during the hearings at the state capitol, I don't know if it was five years ago, six years ago, I remember going and attending these. And there would be things like, at uh, I don't know if it was at Stevens Point or at La Crosse, where the campus uh, population, which uh, there's a lot of student voters and whatever, it was split like right down the middle into two separate uh, voting districts. Um, what about what about the old maps that that was that see, appeared to be illegal or or not written in the spirit of 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 how to draw new maps? Yeah, so I mean, you're you're saying it best, right? Those maps created a lot of division. They also created a lot of um, what we could, would call cracking in communities of color. Um, this would also change a lot of the way that people just vote maybe even in the same in the same street, right? It was so divided mm-hmm. that folks didn't have that one vote, one voice type of power. They were forced into these other places where eventually their, their vote became meaningless. So what we're trying to do now is give truth back to their vote and give them that power back. And that will happen hopefully for the next seven years and so on if we create legislation that will create this change. Uh, did Fair Maps uh, Wisconsin? Did you guys submit a map uh, for consideration in this most recent round? No, we did not submit a map. We did submit amicus briefs with supplemental information, speaking on who the Fair Maps Coalition is, the work that we've been doing since maybe 2015, and then kind of how we've seen these maps affect our community and why we created the Fair Maps Coalition to begin with, which um, included. Um, how we supported with the referendums, where we had um, over 50 referendums in the state that wanted fair maps. Um, And then, you know, the GOP got rid of the opportunity for us to include a referendum on the ballot. So we definitely included as much supplemental information as we could to describe the experience of the community um, that we usually talk to. Mm -hmm. Eli has a question here. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, throughout this whole process, you know, obviously one of the big issues that everybody has is just this perception that the maps are being created for political gain uh, and, you know, not with a, a neutral criteria. I know in this most recent thing, you know, there was there were six new plans that were proposed uh, kind of a, a varying different levels of, uh, uh, you know, positive for the Republicans or positive for the Democrats. But what outside of this kind of the political gain inside of it, like what are the criteria or, or, or features of when a map is being created that, you know, makes it fair or, you know, it's, is what, what are these things that when you talk about having fair maps, if it's not, you know, demographics for particular voting blocks, like what are we, what are we trying to make them that make them fair? Um, that's a great question. Um, so we do have, And, you know, we have two key experts working on making this criteria as fair as possible. And some of those things include making sure that people of color are accurately represented, um, making sure, sorry, I'm just finding our list because we have a huge report that we worked with 
um, the WeMap Coalition. So give me just a quick second. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, yeah, making sure people are accu- accurately, re- accurately represented, making sure communities of colors communities of color aren't broken up, um, keeping districts as um, in communities of interest, you know, as accurate as possible, um, things that will actually represent the people of Wisconsin. Um, we want a Wisconsin model. We don't want an Iowa model, too. I think a lot of folks have been talking about that, what that could look like, and Iowa, unfortunately, is 80 9.9% white, whereas Wisconsin is 63-point-something percent white. So we want to make sure that we accurately represent the people that are here and we create our own Wisconsin model. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, now we could talk about that Iowa model because for years people did look at the Iowa model because it seemed fair because it was not, mm-hmm. the maps were not created by politicians. It was um, uh, uh, professionals, it was retired judges. It was it was people yeah. that 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 would do it, and they supposedly would not have any type of political bias. Uh, Republicans uh, always in Wisconsin were against that model when they had full control over the uh, the drawing of of, of the uh, electoral maps. And of course, this is done every ten years after the census. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now, uh, uh, Voss and the Wisconsin Republicans are like, "Oh no, let's 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 go. We don't want the Supreme Court deciding or drawing up uh, a fair maps. So let's go to the Iowa model." What about the differences between what the Wisconsin Republicans are pro- pro- proposing? The difference between that and an actual what goes on in Iowa? So, um, again, uh, Iowa does, as I as I previously mentioned. Um, because of Iowa's different race demographic, mm-hmm. um, it really does change kind of how they work. And Iowa is still, you know, very red, and it's still very impacted by um, by, the, by their own maps. Mm-hmm. And um, although it looks really pretty on a picture because of the way that they're all so compact and they all are um, almost like majority um they have a good popula- uh, population deviation. They have, con- you know, um, the, all the same kind of constant geographic splits. It still doesn't make sense for Wisconsin to do that. We have um, huge urban populations in Madison and Milwaukee um, that would definitely dramatically be impacted in ways where they'd be probably cracked or even packed into their own smaller districts and um, to... So, you know, give the GOP a benefit. Um, and you're right, they didn't want this map, and all of a sudden they did um, when they were trying to still approve some sort of least change approach uh, map that would have kept the same map from basically 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's a, a good point where I think, uh, you know, a lot of people you see in news articles and online, you know, you see these pictures of these really cracked, these really crazy shaped maps. And, you know, the mm-hmm. the perception is that like, oh, so the opposite must be better. If mu- The opposite must be perfect if you know they're perfect, beautiful squares. But mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about like, oh, that's not, you know, we're not just trying to make pretty shapes on a map. There, There's there's more to it than, than what's negative about the, you know, weird, cracked up, wrangly ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, um, unfortunately, some folks do have to drive, you know, if you're up north or anywhere outside of urban areas, you have to drive an hour to your polling place in Wisconsin because mm-hmm. there is no partisan balance. Right. There is, you know, there's no, um, there's just no correct geographic splits currently. So we hope that 
with these new maps will create some better partisan balance. People won't have to drive an hour to um, to their polling place, and it'll create more sense of community. That's mm-hmm. you know always the overall goal, and more sense of giving them power back to their vote and their voice. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one thing that that's a little surprising to me is the fact that the speed at that that this is uh, uh, taking place. Because I was like, oh, there's no way, uh, uh, you know, when the new Supreme Court uh, 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 came in. And one of the first things they did is says, well, yeah, these maps need to be looked at again and we need to redraw them. I was like, oh, wow, there's no way they're going to be able to have this done by 2024. And, of course, the Republicans will do what they always do. Uh, and uh, and that is delay, delay, delay and uh, go through litigation in the courts. Um I'm a little concerned that at the last minute, the Republicans, the state Republicans are going to say, we're taking this to the U.S. Supreme Court. Is that still something that people should be uh, aware of? And is that still something that could happen? Um, lucky for us, no. So um, the, it did um, the decision from the, the, the Supreme Court, um, they gave it back to the states. The United States Supreme Court was like, we will we will let each individual state deal with redistricting in their powerhouse. And so we have this timeline um, based off of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And although it does feel rushed, you know, there are experts working on um, creating the best map possible. They're also trying to do this before an election, which will give people an opportunity if they're thinking of running for office, if they need to collect signatures. They could start doing so April first and not feel rushed. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that the Supreme Court and also Governor Evers has asked for is they says we want a nonpartisan map. We we don't want <laughs> to give an advantage to one party or another. And as a matter of fact, most of the maps, um, the, even the ones that were submitted by uh, Democratic leaning uh, agencies or what have you, still give the Republicans. Um, a slight advantage overall. Um, you know, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, you're right. They're tipping, the tipping point um, is still, even the even one of the maps is still giving, um, up, you know, two points towards Republicans, and the highest one is giving Republicans 16 points. And this is just the state of our state, right? And we are known as a purple state, and sometimes, you know, we can tip the, the scale one way or the other and it's kind of um depending on how people vote and for me it's like i just know that every 30 seconds a latino in the u.s turns 18 so hopefully this this will change um and this this opportunity will change for us to be able to to transform our state but yeah they're now, all of the maps, as you see them still give republican advantage mm-hmm. now robin voss of course has said well this is just uh, of course, we have an advantage because while well, we have better candidates, but not only that, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the the blue candidates, the blue voters, they're all concentrated in the urban areas. And a map that over that uh, uh, favors Republicans, that's just a reflection of the state. And we've got to give an equal voice to the rural population. What about that argument? How do you counter that? I mean, uh, but. All the districts got to have the same amount of people distributed in the districts, right? So, so what about that argument that we have two Wisconsin's? There's the urban areas, which are all blue, and then, uh, well, then we've got the large swaths of the rest of the state, which are red. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say he's, he's right or wrong, but 
if these new maps are implemented, we will need some more majority minority districts. And that's true. There are more black and brown people in, in urban areas, mm-hmm. but it's not through any fault of our own. Um, that's kind of like where people have historically been pushed to. But this just gives a little bit to us, would give us more power to really be in urban communities and really have conversations with people that um, that look like us and we have more in common with working class white people than anybody mm-hmm. else. Um, and I think we just need to open up our, our opportunity to have these conversations. And hopefully with these new maps, we're able to just be in community in spaces where we traditionally wouldn't be because of the way that maps are cut. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing that I think we should uh, realize is like President Obama, when he ran, he carried a lot of these so-called red counties in northern Wisconsin and in western Wisconsin. There were always there was always a good competition between mm-hmm. Republicans and Democrats in those areas. And they were represented mm-hmm. not only on the state level, but on the uh, on the federal level in the congressional districts. Um, um, there was equal representation and, and people yeah. were like, no, everybody out there is a Trumper. And what do you think about that? I mean, I, I what I've heard from people in the rural areas is like, well, why bother? It's, yeah. it's, it's weighted so heavily against us that we don't really go out and we don't participate in that. So do, do you think that by opening things up, we're going to have more competitive races in those so-called, uh, 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 Republican-dominated areas? You know, it's it's really a hope for us for that to happen. Um, I think most recent polls and surveys also show that Trump doesn't have the best popularity right now, even within the own, you know, his, the same people that probably put him in office mm-hmm. a couple years ago. So with, with this happening, that means that it gives us an opportunity to kind of go in there and, and talk about our experiences, talk about, you know, our lived experiences on how we're not any different than than one another than we think. Like some of us are still living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. whether you're in an urban community, in a rural community. Like we still have so many common denominators that it's almost an opportunity. These maps are a new opportunity for these conversations to resurface again. True democracy, as they might call it. You, uh, okay. do you think it's going to come down to the two hired guns, the uh, the specialists to uh, draw maps, that there's going to be a, a situation where they... Uh, none of the maps, the six maps that are being um, submitted are going to be acceptable and we're going to have to rely on the two, um, uh, 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 what, what shall we call them? Uh, um, right. The, uh, the two uh, advisors that the state Supreme Court has hired to continue mm-hmm. look at these maps and come up with a map. You know, I really trust these two. Bernard Groffman and Jonathan Cervas are just mm-hmm. two great masterminds. Um, they might not be household names in Wisconsin, but they're known in Pennsylvania, they're known in Virginia, they're known in New York, and um, it just brings kind of a new light and a new opportunity for the state of Wisconsin. So I hope people trust that. Um, I hope people trust technology because they are using um, uh, necessary technology to kind of create this fair process. Um, and they've already identified the data that they can use they they are going to file a report evaluating evaluating each of the maps and so now we just kind of wait and I trust that this is going to be a process that is going to change Wisconsin for the better. All right, Yuseli Flores, I want to thank you very much uh, for being on the show. Yuseli Flores from uh, uh, Fair Maps Wisconsin, also with Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. I'm glad to see that you're over there. Of course, Matt Rothschild, uh, 
was a frequent guest on uh, on, on, on WORT yeah. and and yeah. on this show a lot. So it's it it, it appears that the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign is in good hands. I appreciate it so much. Yep, I have huge shoes to fill, but I'm so grateful to to be able to to talk to you guys all again and represent the Democracy Campaign. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, this is definitely something that we will continue to follow here on the Thursday 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you, Yusef.